You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily podcast on the Arizona Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. You can listen to me on the Freaks Monday through Friday, 1 to 4 p.m. on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. If you don't live in Phoenix, download the iHeartRadio app. Search for Fox Sports 910 Phoenix and listen to it that way, 1 to 4 p.m. I'm lucky enough to be joined by Bo Brock. He is the executive producer and co-host of The Drive, which is the show after mine on Fox Sports 910 Monday through Friday. Bo and I sat in the press box together yesterday and watched the abomination of week one that um you know we saw in front of our very eyes. Now, before we break down yesterday, last year the... This, the Arizona Cardinals had some glaring issues, some glaring problems that they had to overcome if they wanted to win any games at all this year. I'm going to start with the defensive side. There were two glaring issues they had last year. Time of possession, the amount of time the defense was on the field, which isn't always their fault. A lot of times it's due to a, a, a bad offense. And third down efficiency. Third down stoppage efficiency. It was awful last year. Couldn't get off the field on third downs. So before we jump into yesterday, I'm going to give you the two stats that were glaring. In the first half, 23 minutes of 30, the Washington Redskins offense was on the field, which, if you're math majors, leaves seven minutes of offense for the Cardinals. And the total game, six for 13, third down conversions for the Washington Redskins offense. Two things that we thought with maybe a, a new regime, new coaching staff, new defensive-minded head coach, and a guru in Mike McCoy, we've, I've talked about Tim Tebow a hundred times on this. I'm not going to do it anymore. Maybe things would change a little bit against a, a team that's definitely in the bottom half of the NFL talent-wise. But it didn't happen yesterday. 24-6, Cardinals lose to the Redskins. But what were your original initial takeaways as a Cardinals reporter, not as a Washington Redskins homer like you are? Well, I mean, I resent that. that you just... I have to. Made that publicly known. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I was just looking for improvement from this team and we didn't see it at all I mean the one thing I would say the silver lining going forward is we still don't have a good idea of what this offense can do if it's given or if it's on the field enough to even show us what they're all about I I mean I have no idea what their tendencies are going to be you have no idea what to expect from the pass game at all they went away from David Johnson completely but you mentioned the time of possession and it's just absurd especially when you take in consideration that their first possession of the game They had the ball for four minutes and 26 seconds. So then the rest of the way out, the rest of the first half, I mean, they they had the ball for, what, less than three minutes? I mean, that's absurd. And the fact that David Johnson rushed for 24 yards in in the first possession and had three yards after that, it's just, you can't figure out what the heck Mike McCoy was trying to do. A guy that they were were saying he's going to be a versatile offensive coordinator he's going to be a guy that's going to be able to adapt to what's going on and make the proper adjustments and we didn't see any of that yesterday it was just it was a debacle it was a debacle as you mentioned on the defensive side and it wasn't to the offense's discredit this time it was more that the defense just couldn't get off the field and Alex Smith with this guy that wasn't throwing to his receivers he's throwing it to running backs and tight ends and I mean, there was one. Did you see the poor play where Patrick Peterson was just bowled over by Adrian Peterson? Yeah. I mean, your star well, cornerback is just, he looks like, I mean, at least give give him credit for getting in there. Deion Sanders would have been like running for the sidelines. Excuse me. But <laughs> poor Patrick Peterson was just bowled over by 33-year-old Adrian Peterson, who 
look like the old AP. And the, I'll only give him – you got to give credit where credit's due. Adrian Peterson looked good. And I'm not saying that as a guy who was a once-proud Redskins fan. I'm saying that as somebody who watched the game yesterday – and it was just uh, I, I, the Redskins dominated that game in every single category that you could dominate. Yeah, it's, it's so that's Bo Brock. You can listen to him on the drive, Fox Sports Nine Ten Phoenix, four to seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and I will change that to Mountain Standard Time in October when because Arizona's too much of a gunslinging state to change their clocks. What's the so. record look like by the time we make that oh, time God. change? So what is that? Six weeks. But it's it, when you looked at how the game played out yesterday you're like well next week in Los Angeles is going to be a disaster after after yesterday and anybody that watched that game Cardinals fan or not you can look at their schedule and be like I don't see a win all year I mean because that listen and, and I know that's right. unfair this is you're going to hear the anytime you see the head coach offensive coordinator general manager anybody uh, we got some good sound uh, last night from some of the players and this isn't going to come out of their mouth well, it's a new regime. We're trying to get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. All of that rhetoric is garbage. You're going to hear uh, Mike McCoy, well, you know, we're trying to figure some kinks out. We're trying to, you know, this is a new offense for everybody, and we're trying to get the pieces together. Sam Bradford looked like a college quarterback, okay? There was at one point in the press box that there was a collective gasp, as Bo said on Twitter, when Sam Bradford ran forward out of the pocket and into open water. Just like, like, oh, just go oh, down. Boy. Just go down. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just go down. You've played for 20 seconds. We don't want to pay you a million dollars a second before you get hurt. And then he nearly injured himself sliding. Yeah, drilling his head on the ground. Yes. Just completely unobstructed before that. So Alex Smith played well. This The defense, and, and to, Bo's, to Bo's points here, you can't tell how good an offense is when you're, when you're on your heels immediately. Correct. You can't tell how good a defense is when you're on the field for the whole first quarter because your offense can't stay on the field. Correct. The first one thing I said to him yesterday was this defense got gassed so bad last year. Let's try and change it. The first possession, they looked great. The first defense, you could tell they were hungry. They had a new defensive scheme. They're playing the 4 3 base. They have a couple new players Trey Boston, safety out of San Diego, who they got for pretty much nothing. He's still a top tier guy in the league. And Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson. Let's let's get after it. Three and out by the or, or four minute drive, and then they're back on the field. No points for the Cardinals. Washington comes down and scores. And that's all she wrote. David Johnson, you can't tell at all what to make of this team. I agree with you. As far as the offense is concerned. Right. I mean, the, the, but what, even the defense, right. when, when, you have all that, when you have all that pressure put on you, there's no flow to your defense when you, when you see the empty tank, you know, when you see your gas tank start to go down so quickly. Yeah, I mean, Washington punts their first possession. Cardinals come out for their position first possession it's not a three and out but it's not pretty it was I mean we, we said four minutes four and a half minutes basically and then you have back-to-back drives by the Washington offense where it's 11 plays for a touchdown and then it's 15 plays and then when you're down 14 nothing which is not uh insurmountable yeah I mean you can get back into the game you come down and you score you even get a field goal you're you're not in that horrible shape but they come out and they they run two consecutive pass plays when you just you literally just paid your running back franchise running back money less than 24 hours ago and he's he had 24 yards on the first drive and then you go pass pass and then you're you're three and out and then you're giving up another touchdown before the end of the half i mean it was it was just it made no sense it was it was a new coaching staff panicking right off the bat 
facing their first sign of adversity, and it, it just was ugly. Yeah, and and for those that are listening that wonder why I haven't talked about David Johnson's contract yet, signed three-year, 39 mil, upwards of 46 if he hits all his bonuses, 30 mil guaranteed. I'll talk about that tomorrow. This shows how important that is in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't matter. Great. He got paid. He's going to be with this team for another four years. He was going to be this year, with them this year anyways. Okay, So I will talk about that tomorrow. This is way more glaring of an issue than potentially having David Johnson because they would have had him the next two years. This would have been on a franchise tag, and it would have been under much more stressful situation. Okay, So that's why I'm doing that. Adrian Peterson, 26 of 96 and a touchdown. Dude looked beastly. And to your point about the 10 and 11 play drives, this is Alex Smith. This isn't Patrick Mahomes where you can get a chunk on one play. These were little dinks and dunks down the field, which probably tires out a defense more. Chris Thompson out of the flat. Adrian Peterson out of the flat. Jamison Crowder slant. Jordan Reed out. Like these weren't, these weren't, uh, they weren't big plays. So it keeps the defense on the field longer. Adrian Peterson punched one in from two yards out. Chris Thompson, the first one was a little flank pass that he he beat the uh, the defensive back to the end zone. I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but I first have to talk about my bookie. My bookie is the number one place to go bet online. Just this, flat out. I've done it before. People ask me where to go. I tell them to go there. If you haven't used my bookie yet, go to my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. First deposit, use the promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, and they'll match a dollar for dollar. It's not difficult. Dollar for dollar, promo code locked on. Who you're betting on is almost as important as who you're betting with. So it's more important. Go to mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. It's interesting the line going in the game. I mean, the Cardinals were what, a point favorite? Yeah. It was a pick 'em in some, but it was just a domination by the Washington Redskins. And it's just, you talk about Chris Thompson in the flat, and you're just like, man, be, be, Awesome if the Cardinals had some sort of athletic linebacker, you know, that maybe they drafted highly that could cover they traded somebody. up to get. Right. Yeah. They, they ended up getting, you know, Hassan Reddick, a guy that they take from putting his hand in the dirt at Temple, mm-hmm. small school, and you want he's he's not going to be a pass rusher anymore. He's going to be a middle linebacker. He has done nothing right. to show them that he's worthy of that 13th overall pick that they took him in 2017. And it's just that's why you draft a guy that high. Have the ability to maybe cover the run, the running back out of the backfield, who goes into as into a wide receiver? Chris Thompson dominated the Reds or the Cardinals yesterday, and it set up basically anything that the Redskins wanted to do offensively. Chris Thompson set it up by being that dual threat. Yeah, and I was referring to Dan Buchanan that they traded up to get, not yeah, well, not Hassan Reddick, because I mean he was a secondary guy, right? He was a DB in college. He was a safety in college. DB in college. That, right. Then he was a little bit bigger, so BA moved him. He Jimmy Johnsoned him into the linebacking core. And Chris Thompson, anytime the Cardinals got a good stop or it was, uh, you know, second and eight, second and long at any point, Chris Thompson's their guy. Flank him out. I mean, he's so fast, and he's, they utilize him so well. Jay Gruden has really shown that he knows how to be a head coach. And they always ha- haven't had the most talent. So the Terrell Pryor experiment was awful last year. Kirk Cousins, you can, you can, you can thank... Jay Gruden for Kirk Cousins, in essence. The last three or four years, Jay Gruden's been the head coach. Kirk Cousins has risen to dominance. So you know that he knows how to construct an offense. He's had nice offensive coordinators as well. But 
what do the Cardinals do from here? Like, what what would you say, not what Steve Wilkes said yesterday, because it's all going to be pumping up, pumping up. What does Steve Wilkes say at practice? After a loss like that, where you could take zero positives out of it. Like, So I asked Larry Fitzgerald to, uh, last night to give me one positive from today. He said nobody got hurt, which was wrong. Because John, what was it? Uh, oh, no, it was uh, uh, Andre Smith right. went out with a wrist or arm injury of some sort. Well, I mean, there no major injuries. Right. So and, that, that's what Fitz said. Nobody, nobody really got hurt. I mean, I, th- I think as far as their stars were concerned, as far as their head coach was concerned, I didn't hear too much from Sam Bradford. I don't think he's capable of this. A guy that's just been kind of stealing from the NFL for the last couple of years. Yeah, seriously. I mean, just back up the Brinks truck, despite you know the production really not being there from how much he was making. But as far as David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald and Steve Wilkes, I heard the right things. You know, you heard Steve Wilkes say that the defense and their tackling and uh, you know everything that went into their performance yesterday was unacceptable and that it needs to get better. And then you heard Larry Fitzgerald say, "Well, you know." People pay a lot of money for these tickets, and we have to play better. They don't deserve to go and pay that, you know, work that hard to go to a game on Sunday and then witness their hometown team just lay an egg. And then David Johnson completely accept basically all of the blame for the loss, which I think is, I mean, I like it. I I like that he's owning it. I like that your new star running back is 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 taking on all that blame. But at the same time, I'm. I watched the. I have two eyes of my own, and I realized that it wasn't just David Johnson's fault out there. It was a complete domination of the entire team. You know what? What can you take away from this? What can you look forward to next week? Can do they have the ability to progress enough to be competitive with the Rams in Los Angeles uh, after laying an egg in their opener? I mean, it doesn't bode well, in my opinion, that they can go out and get right week three, maybe. With Chicago Bears, you would have said at the beginning, in the first half of the Sunday Night Football game, okay, yeah, that's not happening in Week Three either. But maybe at the end of it, you're like, okay, maybe they can get right against the Bears. But it's there's there's no ability at this point, post training camp, for this team to make any true strides under its new regime. I mean, there's going to be some massive growing pains. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to work the statuesque quarterback in Sam Bradford. And if he's not hitting, if he's not accurate, I mean, how are they going to run that offense? That's a very good question, especially you say week three. I don't even want to think about Khalil Mack coming here. He's going to rip Sam Bradford's limbs off. DJ Humphreys better start eating his Wheaties now. <laughs> left tackle for the Cardinals, or the uh, left tackle for the Cardinals. So I will do a little wrap up here in just a sec. But first, the Locked On NFL Fantasy Podcast is here. Aspo, I was looking at my phone all day yesterday. Uh, you know, in timeouts, of course. I was obviously covering the game. I mean, I'm an adult. I was doing my job. But, you know, when it gets to be 24 nothing and it's middle of the third quarter, it's a little more difficult. Locked On Podcast Network has a fantasy football podcast now. Check it out. Google Locked On Fantasy Podcast. These guys are great. It gives you just another outlet for all of your, podcast, for all of your uh, fantasy football needs. Check it out. All right, wrapping things up, Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Bo Brock, you can follow him Follow him at Bob Rack on <laughs> Twitter. Listen to him on the drive, 4 to 7 Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. Just after me and the show I co-host, The Freaks, 1 to 4 p.m., Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. So a couple 
takeaways, I guess, from yesterday. Larry Fitzgerald, 212 games with a reception in a row. I heard, I was listening to, to another show this morning. Jerry Rice has 274 games in a row with a reception. How is that possible? Just because he's the GOAT? I, I just don't. And he was small. Uh, it's so, like it's Gretzky esque. Yeah, it I is. mean, there's there's a couple guys in pro sports that are at the top of every record book, and it's not even close. It's Jerry Rice and the receiving as far as the NFL, and it's Wayne Gretzky and, in the NHL. And Wayne Gretzky, if you take away all of his goals, he'd still be the all time point leader in assists. That boggles my mind. But I mean, real quick, mentioning Larry Fitzgerald, the only wide receiver that showed up yesterday. When you look at the receiving core, it was Larry Fitz, seven receptions, seventy six yards. Other wide receivers, other guys that play the position, allegedly, on the Cardinals roster. Christian Kirk, one reception, four yards. Yeah. That was the only other wide receiver yes. that made a catch. Yes, that second-round pick. was targeted three times, no catches. Josh Norman, his day at the office yesterday was an easy one, yeah. thanks to Chad Williams. Other than that, you know, Ricky Seals-Jones made the drop in the end zone. Yep. It, it wouldn't have mattered, but it would have been a, probably, a, you know, to gain some sort of momentum for this offense, that fourth down drop in the end zone. Ricky Seals-Jones, a guy that had some hype going into this season after some flashes last year, uh, kind of a dud of an opener for him as And well. that, that kind of uh, was problematic for me because that would have been 10% of what I predicted him to score touchdown-wise. I had him scoring 10 or 12 touchdowns this year. Still early in the season. Another takeaway, David Johnson, 34 touchdowns in 34 games. He ties Larry Fitzgerald for the most through the first four seasons, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, so 34 touchdowns, 34 games. Obviously, the touchdown didn't matter later on, but you know, I'm sure it'll get him closer to a bonus of some sort later on down the road. Alex Clancy here. Bo Brock here. Andy Lee had a good game, by the way. Oh, you know what? The punter had his a good leg, game. He had to ice the hell out of his leg <laughs> after, after, after yesterday. Tomorrow, we will break down all things David Johnson contract. Did he make enough? Uh, is he worth the money that he was given, given the current climate? In Phoenix, not talking about the 100-degree weather. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals. Check you guys tomorrow.